the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It gets tougher every week. Yep, with everything that's going on, coming up with a weekly winner or loser, depending on how you look at it, it gets tougher and tougher. But it is Friday, and we have to do our duty. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, there were lots of people in the media who qualified, and maybe it's not fair to leave some of the highly qualified out, but we had to. But Cecilia Vega of ABC, who made this the first question to the President of the United States at a press conference that was supposed to be a chance for Americans to get answers about what their lives are going to be like for the next few weeks. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term because ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from China. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. Yeah, please, John. I have great love uh, for all of the people from our country. But uh, as you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe they stuff now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China. Yep, uh, of course, it's the Chinese or Wuhan virus. And that's what lots of Cecilia's friends in the media, by the way, were calling it before they decided to use it as a way to reinforce their narrative that Donald Trump, of course, is a racist. But congratulations to Cecilia Vega. She is this week's Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. So when we come back, we will talk to an author of a book. Uh, She wrote it several years ago about the Great Depression and how FDR and the New Deal made it last longer than it should have. And she's saying that some of the same mistakes are being made right now by the Trump administration. So that $1,000 check you may be getting soon may be nice for you, but not all that great for the economy. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roof. Roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. 
Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash hats. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash hats. That's bamboohr.com slash hats. I am doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, and exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, oil and grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So you may be getting a check from your uncle for a 1000 bucks or so pretty soon. That would be your Uncle Sam. It's just part of the stimulation package. But what if it doesn't work? Amity Schlaes has written a lot about how the government has done the wrong thing in situations like this, including FDR, who she says helped the Depression last twice as long as it needed to. And she joins us now. Amity, thanks for being here. Thank you. So the headline of your piece um, is a proven economic path to recovery. Is what's being done right now a proven path? I guess that's the simple question. Not necessarily. Sometimes it works to dump liquidity into the system, like a sort of, uh, I don't know, a shock shot. But generally what gives us Strong recovery is an improvement in the business environment by government. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Um, the 1920s, very rough period at the beginning coming out of World War One. we had uh, 40% increases in food prices. We had people who couldn't work because they were permanently disabled, and we had people in pain who were working. Um, we had anger at factories and in the public sector unions, which were then young. What the government did essentially um, uh, was spend less, which is the opposite of what we do now. That is uh, not try to stimulate the economy, but try to edit fundamental conditions and improve them for entrepreneurs and companies. An example, the direction that the tax rates went in the 1920s is down, 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 down. That is, there were multiple tax cuts. Um, in the 20s, and there was a great certainty that both the Harding and Coolidge governments and even their hope, the Hoover governments, would cut taxes, and markets really liked that. Um, Another example, uh, restraint in spending by the government. Coolidge actually kept the government flat for the 67 months he was president today. When we say a, gov- uh, a government cut the budget, we mean reduce the increase. Coolidge actually kept the government flat and level, so it shrank relative to the economy and the population. 
That's so counterintuitive for us, but it's a good example, and I have a number of others in my books. But but what they're doing uh, now is uh, they haven't. I don't. Know, I guess the money actually hasn't been spent yet, but they're about to spend a trillion or two here. Um, and dumping and, and, and intervening, dumping basically dumping money in and intervening. Yeah, and and what is the alternative to that though? In this case, do you think? In this case, if you and I were Treasury Secretary, um, what would we do if Congress would go along? And um, first of all, we would talk about how markets are going to save the country. Instead, what the administration is doing is basically acting um, like markets can and the government is necessary. And one thing I would do, and I underline it in this column, is announce a permanent rate cut in the capital gains tax permanent rate cut, maybe I would have the capital gains tax from 20% um, to 10. It has to be permanent. Why? Because that would make our equities unbelievably popular around the world. There are a lot of international players just sitting on the sidelines aching to jump into the now reduced market and they would jump in if they saw they got initial, sorry, an additional sort of price cut in the form of a tax cut. Because when a tax goes down, the cost of buying the stock goes down and the cost of selling it goes down. That's very, very important to send world markets a signal that the U.S. is where their money should go in a time of uncertainty. That, that's historically how the U.S. has done well, whether you approve of it or not. We're the least dangerous place in the time of, say, pandemics or wars. That would boost our market, I, I would argue, and I think a lot of others would agree with me, and not all of them Republicans, that would boost our market one, two, three, four thousand points just to have that announcement. And it costs far less than the trillion under discussion currently. Another thing I might do, and now the Treasury Secretary is moving to do that, but to slowly reschedule the debt, take advantage of the currently low interest rates, just as a homeowner would take advantage of currently low interest rates to refinance, refinance the national debt over with a longer period, say 50 years, and do it before the rates go up. Um, Those are just two things. But what kind of things are they? They're the kind of things, John, that are saying the U.S. will become more competitive relative to the rest of the world and permanently. We're using a crisis to undertake a reset. That that makes a lot of sense to me uh, because uh, I mean I'm not I'm no um, stock market player and I'm not I'm not an investor or any kind of an economist. Uh, I don't understand this stuff all that well, but I I thought right from the beginning when I saw the the uh, stock market heading for the toilet that now uh, I I got a feeling that the smart people and the the smart people who have the money to do it are going to be buying lots of stock. At some point. Yes, and there's there's one item in this column, and I'm going to be writing about it again in the Hill, um, the periodical in Washington this weekend. Mm -hmm. That's very important. Imagine your mindset when you're home and quarantined, and your listeners are home and quarantined. You're counting your money. You're not in a very good mood. Your money's becoming smaller. What if you got the news over the wire in Twitter that the government just established a new IRA for you, a flu IRA for the, named after the influenza, and it was going to dump $1,000 in there for you to buy equities with. They're not going to suggest that, but imagine that happened. And equities stocks are really low. You might have fun with that little account and buy some equities. You might watch them go down, but then you might watch them go back up again. That's usually what's happened in the history of the United States. And it would give you a stake in the market. Um, It's not a Keynesian thing to do because the Keynesian, um, that is the economic school of John Maynard Keynes, the Keynesian school, which is what the government is attempting to follow, says the money has to be instant and it has to come from the government so that and if you hand out instead a thousand dollar checks to everyone that they're supposed to spend right now 
and pay their rent, well, then they'll spend it and stimulate the economy. That's the usual logic. But in fact, that logic hasn't worked lately. If you recall, just after the the market drop in the 2000-2001 period, when the internet bubble burst, they handed out some money, um, people didn't spend it. They saved it. Surprise. So it, it, we're, uh, I think you should treat um, the general taxpayer the citizen like a citizen not an infant and of course we should undertake humanitarian measures which might include uh, lending retailers money lending the suddenly unemployed money to get through this time but there's also got to be a pro-growth pro-market incentive the the reality is markets are the only way to help us out the government can never be big enough and markets will um, just look at think of the pharma sector who's going to supply the test for coronavirus who's going to supply the vaccine it's not the government the government is only monitoring it so so that message appears to be missing sir in in the current crisis we're talking to amity schlaes she's uh, written a column at the uh, city journal with the headline, the, for, uh, the um, a proven economic path to recovery. Um, uh, you write in your piece that government stimulus is always one group getting the money at the expense of others. So at whose expense will be uh, will people be getting these checks for a thousand? Well, actually, it's up to 1200 now, I think. Not at everyone's expense, because yeah. eventually inflation will follow, and then the 1200 will be worth less. Mm-hmm. So the 1200 they got today, if they presumably spent it on something they could find that wasn't already bought up by everybody else, um, that's nice. But uh, this is going to have effect on the government budget. And when the interest rates go up, that share of the budget that goes to interest payments will rise and it will squeeze entitlements terribly. That has hurt the very people who are getting the 1200 today. Um, it also just kind of keeps you in your in your quarantine it, it, maybe it will help the market swing back your economic quarantine i'm talking about maybe it will help the market swing back um but it's not a very exciting thing to do and uh just i mentioned the 2000 example it, we, we found lately that people don't spend the way we uh economists imagine when we hand out money yeah so so if if someone hands me $1,200, not someone, the government sends me a check for $1,200 and I use it to pay my rent because I don't have a job because of what the government has you know, done to shut everything down. That's, you're saying that doesn't, that's not going to stimulate the economy, me using that's it to pay my rent. That's not what I'm saying. It's, 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 um, I, I'm saying that when the government sends you money mm-hmm. in an emergency to use for your emergency, that's called humanitarian aid. Okay. It's wonderful. It's important. Good Americans do things like that. We help one another. Maybe the community would help you with that, too, in the olden days. There's nothing wrong with that. But doing that, dressing that up as the economic solution for the United States is a misrepresenting error. Okay. The economic solution for the United States is a relatively competitive United States. And there, there's not much happening in that department. So if you want a treasury to send $500 or $1,000 or 2000 to people, oh, why not? But a, a corollary should be you should do something really exciting for markets so the markets revive. Because the best thing you can do for the 100 million Americans who have some kind of IRA or 401k is to show them that the IRA or 401k investment will go up soon. I mean, I personally would be glad for the $100 check and the $1,000 check. Um, I know, we know the agony retailers are going through, and we love them and want to support them. But I would also be glad to see Americans all getting to buy stocks at the bottom of the market and not being cut out of that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, America is a private sector-based economy, and one of the problems is our government has gotten in the way of everyone enjoying the benefits of that. Um, Hello? I was going to say, you you wrote a book about um, how FDR's New Deal prolonged the Great Depression. It's called The Forgotten Man, A New History of the Great Depression. Uh, How far away from a Great Depression II are we right now? And is Trump making the same mistakes? 
Um, I Trump is making different mistakes because the government is bigger now. They had stimuli in the early 30s, especially a bit after Roosevelt got in. We had stimuli. But the government was such a mini thing, it had less effect. This this stimulus, a trillion, is a, is a large part of the economy. Um, it's the same mistaken attitude, however. Roosevelt, a wonderful man, a lovable man, a man who loved Americans, a hero, uh, didn't really understand that the private sector was where the recovery was going to come from. He was... It was sort of weirdly psychological because he was from a wealthy family. But he, he didn't care for wealth. He disdained his own breed, plutocrats. Um, and he, he, he beat up the private sector. He actually said, we're going to make, we're going to prove to the private sector that we're their masters. That's a scary sentence. Um, he said that as late as 1936, when he, at, at the end, when he was running for re-election. Um, so he he didn't trust markets. He beat them down. He imposed regulators on them. He killed a whole sector, utilities, by beating it up regularly. Um, and therefore, the depression went from being a depression to the Great Depression, enduring 36, 37, 38. 39, right to the war. So you had a 10-year depression instead of a five-year depression. Well, and, and, that, and that was... The that's, what dir- I learned. That's, what, that's what I learned in researching yeah. the, um, the, the period. And that was a di- directly a result of, uh, of his policies or his re- administration's policies. His and Hoover's, actually, because Hoover was actually... So oh, this is okay. a bipartisan error, as yeah. we see. Uh, Smart people are control freaks, and they like to get stuff done or appear to get stuff done, um, and that kind of hurts the economy. The, the, um, so Hoover was pretty bad, too. He, for example, didn't see that when the labor price was high, employers who had laid off, as they're doing this week, would be more hesitant to re- rehire. If you know you have to pay a lot or what seems a lot, to you in this time of stress, you're going to be slower to rehire. That was what happened in the 1930s. There's an um, economist named Lee O'Hanion, who this is all he does, is study labor price um, and the effect on employment. And what he showed was that throughout the 30s, the labor price, that is the wages employers felt they had to pay because of government pressure, was too high. And uh, therefore, they, the market was rigid. They didn't rehire many Americans. So if people were out of work for five years. And that, that's the kind of out of work that a nation never forgets. Yeah. Um, so, Go ahead. Sorry. So, so that's what happens. Um, and it's, it's very sad. Keep going. Yeah. It, well, if I'm you've sorry. given everybody a thousand bucks, you being the government, if the, if the government's given everybody a thousand bucks and or twelve hundred, whatever it ends up being, and and also lowered interest rates to zero, and it doesn't work, then what? Well, that's why I'm talking about improving the market for yeah for business. So, if you wanted to have a giant plan, which is actually pretty Republican, I mean Reaganite, but you're not hearing it, you would do that capital gains cut. You would create those flu IRAs and give everyone money to invest in the market. Bolder minds than I, than my own, have suggested the government ought to wade into the equities market right now and spend the um, hundreds of millions on stocks the way J.P. Morgan would have done long ago. Um, it, you know, it used to be biz, uh, Wall Street leaders would wade into the market and cheer everyone else up by buying lots of stock. Some people have recommended that, and then the, then the government would then turn over the money to these flu IRAs or um, or give the money back to the taxpayer. That's that's more controversial to me. But anyway, the point is there has to be a huge positive signal for markets, and there isn't one right now. We have more coming up with Amity Schlage in just a second. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Stocks sank to their worst week since the financial crisis of 2008 as traders went into full retreat out of fear the 
Coronavirus will plunge the U.S. and other major economies into deep recessions. The Dow Industrials extending their weekly loss to 17%. The White House says the U.S. and Mexico will close the border to non-essential travel to help stem the spread of the coronavirus. There will be no ban on people traveling for work or other essential activities, and there will be no halting of commercial traffic. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the U.S. and Canada have reached a reciprocal agreement under which they will now be sending back Mike legally anywhere at the border. The Dow dropped 4.5% today, down 913 points. The Nasdaq off 271, and the S&P fell 104. This is SRN News. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much, or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully. It has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they can help share your needs, too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Dr. Sebastian Gorka believes we haven't seen the last of the tricks. I look at Pfizergate. I look at Russiagate. I look at the Mueller probe. I look at Stormy Daniels. I look at Michael Cohen. I look at the Ukraine phone call. On and on and on. If there is a dirty tactic that hasn't been invented by the left, they will invent it and they will deploy it against this president. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. The U.S. is projected to add 10 million jobs over the next five years. But will today's high school students be ready for the jobs of tomorrow? The future of our country is in high school, and politicians are deciding the future right now. Text FUTURE to 225568 to learn more from XQ. Message and data rates may apply. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow van. Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow van. Many institutes, research, education, and advocacy have steadfastly worked to defend taxpayers and businesses against the inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding, burdensome government since 1995. And this year, Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for sound public policy analysis is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Join the fight today by making your tax-deductible contribution at AlleghenyInstitute.org. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Got some weather-related problems out there. Flooding. This is in Aliquippa Kennedy Boulevard at Franklin Avenue. Also got some flooding in Beaver area. Number of highways including 551 between 18 and 376. Penn Hills down wires. Verona Road between Lincoln Road and Sandy Creek. Otherwise, looking good on the main highways, Parkway East and West. No problems. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Mainly cloudy, much colder, but it won't be as windy tonight, low 27. Partly sunny and cooler tomorrow, high 43. Mainly clear tomorrow night, low 24. On Sunday, periods of clouds and sunshine, high 50. Mainly cloudy with rain late Sunday night, 
low 39. With your Aki weather forecast, I'm Jonathan Reed. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. We're talking to Amity Schles. She's a, a columnist, an author. Uh, and by, by the way, your latest book, I believe your latest book, uh, is a Great Society, A New History. Um, are, are there any remnants of the Great Society at play in what's going on right now? Oh, well, of course. I mean, the Great Society is the 60s period when we got Medicare and Medicaid mm-hmm. and a lot of other commitments. We got affirmative action out of the 1960s. The New Deal, the 30s, is the period when we got Social Security, which costs us more currently in our budget, the New Deal commitments or the Great Society commitments. The Great Society commitments cost more, Medicare, Medicaid, and so on. And what we're doing now um, is bankrupting yet further programs uh, um, that are yet further, you know, programs that are already short of money. And I am looking for the crises behind the crises. The crisis behind the crisis here is the federal debt. So the only way for the U.S. to begin to to avoid the debt crisis is for the U.S. to grow fast enough to render our costs more reasonable in the big picture. How do we do that? You know, improve the relative attraction of the U.S. in the world. Yeah, and and you've you've made that point. Uh, That's uh, how many is what you are saying here. Is that a popular opinion, or, or are you kind of going against the grain with what you're saying here? I, I guess well, I mean among I w- economists. I would say um, I am, I'm a free market person. Uh-huh. Um, most free market people believe this. The question is um, whether they dare to say it. And it, in an election year, even a Republican administration um, won't say stuff like that because they're afraid of being called um, aides to plutocrats. What? The capital gains tax? That's a rich man tax. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's ridiculous because if, if our concern about appearing to be aides to plutocrats is, is the obstacle, it's a terrible thing. Gee, we're so afraid of plutocrats getting something that we're condemning our own economy to a deep recession. That, that's really logical, right? No. So, so <laughs> right. So, 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 um, I think the Trump administration or any administration has nothing to lose at this point by undertaking serious work to improve the business environment. Um, and also, you know, one of the things I learned um, in Great Society and also in Forgotten Men was that uncertainty costs money. When a government has a heavy hand, uh, when a government is a big elephant, does a lot of things, well, then it's the elephant in the room, right? And you're pasted to the wall. Um, a government in a crisis that's an activist government is the elephant in our room, and that too slows recovery because nobody knows what the government's going to do tomorrow, so everybody's waiting. I'm just finishing up here, Amity. Um, just in general, uh, how do you see this ending? Uh, if uh, going along the current path, um, when what, let's well, just I'm going to the- be sanguine. I see the private sector coming in, the much vilified pharma industry coming in and giving us what pretty good, pretty fast tests for this new virus, and maybe even a vaccine. So, so the question is whether the stock market will go so low that other terrible problems will be set off that will be harder to rectify. Um, my thought is, all of our prayer is that that's prayers are that that's not so, um, and that um, the market will rally and the American soul will rally when we begin to make progress against find the tools to make progress against the disease. Uh, but all that would be much easier if um, we we took some undertook some pro market measures today tomorrow you and, know soon yeah and, and I only have about thirty seconds left I've just uh, bottom line here is that you're uh, I hope I'm getting this right you're basically saying that what they're doing now would be okay if it included. Uh, your ideas for encouraging people to invest in in, uh, in the market. What they're doing now is 
fine as humanitarian, but it is not economic salvation. There okay. needs to be economic opportunity, true economic, not just tiding over, which is important, but true economic, sudden true economic opportunity. You know, that's the thing about crises. They often present opportunity. We want every American to be able to partake in them. Emily Schlage, thanks for being with us. Hope to do this again. No, thank you. And we'll be right back. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year... Another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient West Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Our annual Food for the Poor campaign is underway to raise money for children suffering from poverty in the Caribbean and Latin America. We've partnered with Food for the Poor to provide food and clean water to several thousand children in Guatemala this spring. And how close are you to water? Eh, gracias a Dios que las hermanas 
eh, del comedor. Ellos lucharon por el proyecto de agua. Thanks to God, the sisters fought to get a water project where they feed the children and it comes in, in tubes to here so she doesn't have to go far for water. What was it like before the water project came? It's about half an hour away that you had to walk. It's on the other side of this area. And how many times would you go for water? Antes en la mañana se carrea agua. Y, y hasta en la tarde. In the morning and in the evening. That was Anitra Parmalee of Food for the Poor, and she joins us now. Um, I learned this from, from uh, working with you last year with the, the uh, program in Haiti, that uh, I mean, chari- there's, people are always asking you for money for charity, and there are a lot of charities out there doing great things. Right. But what's different about what you're doing is, is um, it's so focused. You you know, a dollar here means a drink of water there, and exactly. it, it goes, that's directly where it goes. And there's not there are not too many middlemen, are there? No, because we take very seriously your financial gift. Not that we're the only agency who does, but just to know that food for the poor. The administrative costs are bare bones, and we do everything we can. We partner with other organizations, with other countries to gain the food. So sometimes we're only using your donation for shipping costs. So your dollar goes that much farther, is able to provide for that many more families. Because we do take your trust of us very seriously, and we believe that to be able to stand in front of not only the the donors, but also God and say, okay, we've been faithful with the money you entrusted us with. $80 provides food for a year and water for life for one child. $160 provides food for a year and water for life for two children. $320 or $27 per month provides food for a year and water for life for one family. $640 or $54 a month provides food for a year and water for life for two families. Any size gift will make a difference in the lives of poor families in Guatemala. There are two ways that you can give your gift to Food for the Poor. Call 844-868-4673 or give online at foodforthepoor.com slash Guatemala crisis. So, Anitra, it's also food we're talking about here, not just water. So, food, Exactly. How, how does the... How do you turn what these people are going to donate into actual food in the mouths of these people? Well, we have had very generous donations from the country of Taiwan. We're able to get tons of rice from them. And so that forms the base as well as a stew with protein, vegetables, nutrients. When we contrast that with a mother who said, all my children have had to eat is a tortilla and today we have nothing to eat. That's that's the before and after that your gift t- bridges, that it transcends the desperate poverty that these families are in, the hunger they're experiencing, the filthy water. You can make a difference right now. Now, I have some numbers here. $80 is uh, food for a year and water for life. Water for life for $80. Right. And that's because we're taking advantage of a portion of your gift putting it together with other gifts in a community and establishing this water source tens of thousands of gallons every single day. If something goes wrong, our partners on the ground are able to repair it and to really say it's going to be water for life, not for a week, not for a month, not for years, not even for decades, but for generations to come. And then $160 is food for a year and water for life for two kids. Can you imagine? I mean, as a parent, if you've ever shopped for a year and it's two meals a day for 12 months, if you've ever shopped, you're thinking $160. I think I've spent that at some of these big box stores. But because we are able to partner, because we leverage your donation to the very limits that we can, we're able to provide a child, two children, a family of four is a gift of $27 a month or a one-time gift of $320. That is unbelievable, but I have seen it happen over and over. I've met the recipients. Mm-hmm. I've seen the joy on a mother's face. I've seen the pictures. So yeah. harsh of, of children who were virtually wasting away and now are round-cheeked, full of smiles and joyful and thinking about a future. You know that when a mother is considering only 
How will I get food for today? How will I get water for today? Am I even strong enough to make the journey for water? Everything narrows down to the next step, the next step. Suddenly, with the assurance, the peace, the joy, the hope that your donation is going to bring, all of a sudden, a mother can think about the future. Imagine, if you will, what your gift does for a mother who has spent three hours of daylight getting water every day. Is she suddenly able to play with her children? to help them learn, or even to be educated herself? Is she able to start a small business? What transformation is going to come on the other end of your gift? For a limited time only, if you are a business owner and you want to partner with AM 1250 The Answer to support food for the poor, we'd like to offer you a unique marketing opportunity. If you make a donation of $1,200 to Food for the Poor, The Answer Pittsburgh will provide your business with 40 60-second commercials that you may use to promote your business. We'll write and produce these commercials at no cost to you. As a business benefactor, you'll enjoy the benefits of marketing your business to the AM1250 The Answer audience while also supporting the great work being done by Food for the Poor. To become an Answer Business Benefactor and take advantage of this limited-time offer, please contact General Sales Manager Mike Howard at 412-503-4761. That's 412-503-4761. Note to businesses, your gift is tax-deductible. Anitra Parmalee, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So excited to invite you to be a part of this Day of Hope. We're happy to help. Yes, we are. I hope that you can be happy to help, too. And uh, remember, all the uh, money goes directly to the people you think you're giving it to, uh, people who are hungry and uh, people who need water, and they get it. Uh, it's food for the poor. Now, I only have a few minutes left here. wanted to get this in. Uh, Stephen Colbert, whose show I've actually never watched not for more than a minute um and i actually i've seen more of him just today in looking at this stuff to pick out this this clip than i've i've seen i don't know how long he's been on but that's the most i've seen of his show uh but he called trump a racist the other night uh he was doing the show from home and he said that uh the uh trump was racist for calling it the chinese virus well um he had a character on his show, uh, named uh, at some point Ching Chong Ding Dong, uh, a Chinese character, and uh, a viewer. This was this was a few years ago. A viewer sent an email or a letter or something, and complained. And here's kind of how that went. Dear Stephen, the Asian character you portrayed on Tuesday's show was insulting to me and all Asian Americans. You owe your viewers an apology. Lee X, San Francisco, California. Now, for those of you who don't know what Lee's talking about, one of our satellite feeds got intercepted and put on the Internet. It caught me at a candid, off-air moment. Um, here's what he's talking about. <clears throat> I got a little scratch in my throat. Can I, Laurie, can I get that tea, please? Thanks. Ooh, I love tea. It's so good for you. Mm. Mm, you're so pretty, American girl. You come here, you kiss my tea, make it all sweet. I don't need no sugar when you're around. <laughs> Come on, my rickshaw, I give you a ride to Bangkok. Hmm, <laughs> that's really hot. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, Stephen Colbert, who's uh, offended by Donald Trump referring to a Chinese virus as a Chinese virus. Meanwhile, as a professor of virology and microbiology at the University of Padova in England, uh, I'm sorry, in Italy, uh, Dr. Giorgio Palu, Palu, uh, he told CNN that the measures imposing travel restrictions and border controls were taken too late in Italy due to, are you ready, fears over political correctness. He says, quote, there was a proposal to isolate people coming from the epicenter, coming from China, uh, and then it became seen as racist, but they were people coming from the outbreak. Um, and then the mayor of Florence launched a nationwide campaign at the start of February encouraging Italians to hug Chinese people on the street to stem the hatred. Have you seen the numbers coming out of Italy, the number of people with this disease, the number dying? The mayor even released a Twitter video of himself hugging a Chinese person to promote the campaign, which was launched to, quote, express solidarity with the Chinese community. 
And uh, all it did was cause people to die. That's what that uh, effort did. Now, then there's this. Uh, I hope we have time for this. We have time. Uh, this is Donald Trump at his press conference today with uh, Peter Alexander of NBC. Is it possible that your impulse to put a positive spin on things may be giving Americans a false sense of hope? No, I don't think so. Representing preparedness right now. No, I don't think so. I think that uh, I think it's got you know, the not yet approved drug. Such a lovely question. Uh, look, it may work and it may not work. What do you say the Americans were scared though? I guess nearly 200 dead. 14,000 who are sick, millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. Go ahead. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers, and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism, and uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. So I don't call it, I don't call it Comcast, I call it Comcast. Let me just ask for whom you work. Let me just say something. That's really bad reporting. And you ought to get back to reporting instead of sensationalism. Yeah, that uh, was a pretty good exchange there. And um, a little later on in the day on CNN, John King, one of their reporters, uh, he ripped into Trump and said it was reprehensible, and he even said it was BS, only he didn't use the abbreviation. He said the bad word. He said it right there on television. Uh, these people, they just despise Donald Trump, and um, I just wonder how many of them, if you put them, in a, uh, put them on a lie detector, uh, whether they would, if, and you said, would, what would you prefer, the virus to disappear tomorrow or to linger on for a while and make sure that Donald Trump did not get reelected. Um, I think they'd uh, they, they'd fail the lie detector test if they said that they would rather see the the uh, disease disappear. I got to disappear for the week. Uh, good job by Aaron Byrne again producing all during the week. Thank you for listening, and I think I'll be back on Monday. I don't know if any of us will be, but we'll try. See you then. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.